This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergath. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. We're talking with uh, Jeff Ash, uh, who normally is our uh, Friday guest here on the podcast, but he was gracious enough to move up and do Thursdays. I, I couldn't connect with Mike Grimm today. I, I texted him, but he said he was in the middle of travel. They were in Maryland last night. They're at Nebraska on Saturday, so he's in the middle of all that. So he asked me if he could move it back a day, and Lefty was good enough to join us on, on Thursday today, Jeff. And, and uh, well, you know, we're headed on into the uh, basketball uh, the prep playoffs uh, getting underway. The girls will start uh, this weekend with games, and then the guys have a week yet in their regular season, then into their playoffs. It's You know, March Madness always starts in late February. Yep, it's one of my favorite things. Um, it's got a little different feel for me this year, not having the kid at all playing, so yeah. that is a little bit different. But as we were talking, uh, you still have teams that you're definitely rooting for, obviously, McCray yet, and other teams in our conference, too, that have got some really nice teams this year. Um, RTR is actually like 20-0 and 0 or 21-0, and 0, wow. um, and they're ranked real high. Uh, they would actually be in the south part of our section, mm-hmm. you know, the notorious Section 3A always. But <laughs> Dawson Boyd's real solid, Lakeview's solid. Um, KMS is in our conference. They're having a great year, too, but I think they go north for the playoffs. So, okay. as always, lots of talent around, which makes it fun. You know, that KMS team, that's a nice uh, thing to happen to them. They're not that far removed from winning like one or two games a few years in a row. So it's nice of them to bounce back and get that program going again. It is. It's fun to see that. I think, you know, the parents got involved and started doing a lot of youth stuff over there. And um, that's transition. They've always hosted youth tournaments. But I think they kind of drew the line in the sand, too, and decided to put more effort into it. And they really built up their program, which – that's what it's all about, you know, getting them, getting them all on the same page and playing young. But yeah, it's pretty fun to see. They knocked off BBE, I think, last week. That was a huge, huge win for their program. Yeah, because BBE has another good team. That's really been a b- good program uh, over the years. Uh, does did McCray see BBE very often? Or are you not? You're not in the same conference, are you? Uh, we're not in the same conference, but <clears throat> excuse me. Back when Carter was playing, obviously was the uh, famed BBE program yeah. when they won two out of three years or whatever of Carter's, but we always had a home and away with them. Hmm. And you remember back to our early days of talking, I have a very soft spot in my heart for the BBE kids because Mm -hmm. they played with Carter um, on the Comets. So um, I had parents that I'm still very close to. So that was always a big one for us because we were major underdogs. Um, But it was always fun uh, because it was a, it was a whole day deal when we'd go there and, go over to my buddy's house afterwards and um carter always had really good games against them so that always made it good but we never came out on the right side of that um unless we did his senior year i can't remember after all their big dogs graduated we might have but so yeah i've got a ton of affiliation and a ton of respect for bb program yeah no doubt a terrific program there and chris anderson is the coach yeah. there now as opposed to you know uh when they were winning uh was coach montbrian when they were winning those uh, state championships but but yep. uh, really a, a quality good coach again and it, it's nice when you see these young guys come up and coach and give back to to the game that gave them so much when they were coming up and playing and in college uh, and so forth i know you enjoyed uh, uh coaching and so forth so it's good to see these these guys come along and take over programs and keep it rolling yeah there is there's a lot of ex-players that are coaching mm-hmm. uh, i was just uh 
just came in from outside moving snow, but um, I popped on Facebook and we have like a Clare City alumni page or whatever, and mm-hmm. somebody put on a video. It's it's basically like a radio recording of the 1978 Clare City team that went to state and just hearing okay. the names on there. Sure. And then they were like interviewing the players and they had something like that. Think about that. That's like 45 years old. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was getting goosebumps listening to it, but it kind of ties into what we're talking about, just how cool March Madness is and yeah. how it brings all these communities together. And uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, uniforms and the gyms have definitely taken shape from what that video looked like. Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> they were for wearing sure. short shorts back then, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's right. Were you in the... <laughs> but it was you... awesome. Coach, Coach Johnson was coaching that team. Coach Mike Johnson was, oh, he was. coaching that team. Great. Yep. Hey, did did yeah. you did were you in the short shorts era or had the the, the Fab Five already happened and that's when everybody went to the long shorts nope. was after they wore them. There was a lot of skin in the shorts that I wore. I <laughs> uh, see that picture every once in a while. I'm like, dang, there. Yeah, and the, I was I was so dang skinny back then though, so I can't even hardly imagine putting it on now. But you probably didn't think twice back then. These guys too. I mean, it's literally it's as short as it could be. But then they had you know the old shoes, high top socks on, so. Yeah, the, it was a good. It was a good look. Yeah, the floppy socks that just won't stay up no matter how many times you you pull them up because the elastic yeah. gives way and all that. That's that's I back. Know. That's back in our day. I I did the same thing. I couldn't get those dang. Of course, I had super skinny legs too. And I I, I now I kind of look like a meatball on toothpicks. But uh, back <laughs> back then there was no ball. It was just skinny me and and uh, couldn't make anything fit. It, it seemed like in those days. Hey, uh, you I know. Do, I- I do love the history, though, of all, you know, when you see that kind of stuff, I just, it's so neat because for the for people of that generation, you know, none of that stuff is documented. So to see a video or something like that, I mean, that is a treasure to have something like that because yeah. now I think we get so um, spoiled with what we have. I mean, the other night, Carter's like, hey, Mom and Dad, do you guys want to watch my highlight video of my senior year? <laughs> We're like, sure we do, you yeah. know, but... So, yeah, that was kind of fun to see, and it was yeah. really neat to be able to have that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, great memories, uh, uh, certainly, for, for those uh, kids. And then a little aid to your memory by having some some video to watch. Uh, you mentioned you're yep. out moving snow. Uh, do you yeah. know what you got there in Clara City? Any thoughts on the amount of snow for this entire system this week? What are you, well, what are you pushing out of the driveway? I kept being thankful the fact that it wasn't as bad as what everybody said. But mm. when I, um, I actually walked down to my shed, to get my ranger out and I had boots on that go up to my knees and I had snow coming in over my knees. Now that was a little bit drifted in. So it wasn't sure. just, um, but it was, I don't know how much we got, but there is a lot of galbank snow out there. Mm-hmm. And I have to say one thing I love about small town life is that I was going to, I walked through it and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get my ranger. I needed to get my ranger through that in order to clean out like my driveway and, mm-hmm. In my, uh, <clears throat> yeah, my driveway. But I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it through. So I try, I can't. I, me and Carter start shoveling. But then I, I've i got, you know, lots of good neighbors. And I texted one of them and I said, you know, when you said the other day if I needed any help uh, with my <laughs> snow, well, I really need you to plow a lane in here for me. So Blaine Westerman, he actually listens to our podcast because he's giving me a hard time about it last week. Sure. Um, I told him I definitely got to give him a shout out because he saved the day for me and and you know how people are too. It's like I said, just I just need a couple paths, and then I can, you know, that'll be good enough. While he's over there cleaning everything up, so I yeah. genuinely appreciate that. But that's that's what I love about you know small town life yeah. and living out here is everybody everybody's willing to pitch in in times 
when you need something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've got terrific neighbors who I, I didn't need any help with the snow necessarily, but for anything else, and everybody is right. so helpful. So I was, uh, I had to, I gave my wife a ride to work this morning, and on our way back from our house to where she was working, uh, I had a, a little bit of time off in between my duties here. Uh, we saw a guy who was just buried. I mean, he was up to the top <laughs> of the wheels in snow. They, he wasn't going anywhere. I had no idea what he was trying to do get through because it, it had just been plowed and he was stuck right in the middle. He tried to drive through all the snow that had piled up with the plow again. I thought, well, that wasn't the brightest idea. But there was a younger guy, probably in his 20s, wearing just a, a flannel shirt and, and jeans. He didn't even have a coat on, no gloves. He, We see him stop. He wasn't the guy who had gotten stuck. It was an older guy who should have known better. Uh, the young guys, we always think they always think they can get through stuff. It doesn't always happen. But the young guy, yeah. he, he pulls his shovel uh, from his trunk and he goes over and he starts shoveling and helping this guy. Uh, and you know, yeah. he didn't know him from from anybody, I'm sure. And, th- and there he is helping out. That is that small town feeling that that you're talking about. Yep, I appreciated it. And uh, he, uh, when I was talking about Blaine, he he stores a piece of equipment in my shed, so um, you know we do a little bartering back and forth. So sure. I really appreciated it because you kind of sit there and I said, Garter, we can do this, you know? And I'm like, you missed your workout here the last couple of days. Let's go, bud. You're going to feel good after this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we shallow for a while, you know, and I probably made 10 yards of, you know, I don't know, two feet deep snow. And he's like, dad, come on. Blaine's going to be here in an hour. He goes, it'll take us all that time to shovel. And I'm like, I know, I don't really want to ask people for this kind of help, but, so, of course, even after that, you know, Carter goes in. I messed around with my ranger, and I still tried to plow through there about three times, just about to the point of getting it stuck because I couldn't wait either. So not always the brightest, but I, I, don't, I don't give up easy. That's right. Keep going no matter what. I'm going to get this thing stuck, if nothing else. Dang it. Yeah. I'm going to get some of this done. You're telling yourself what an idiot you are, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Hey, uh, you know, smartly, you did not come into Wilmer uh, today. Do yeah. you, you live on the outskirts of town down there, don't you? Yeah, we live west of Raymond, so I've got a good view of Highway 23. I mean, a good two-mile stretch that I can see, um, you know, where I can see the traffic. And the traffic is starting to move a little bit. I think the 511 changed it to, like, blue now. Um, But there's still some roads that are travel not advised, like west of us here and down in southwest. It's real bad the way it seems. Yeah, yeah. I know Piper's in Sioux Falls, and they got dumped on, like, 18 inches. Yeah, that's right. I think I think for the total for the week, I think we had 14 uh, here in Wilmer. It might even have been 15 inches. So, yeah, plenty of snow, and then, then the wind kicks up. So do you have a lot of problems with drifting then? Do you not have any wind breaks around? Yeah, I have wind breaks around, but it just kind of depends which direction the wind is from. Yeah. So um, it really wasn't that bad for, for me. It was just that one area that I literally just, you know, like I said, it was a couple feet deep for about 40 yards, and I just... Yeah. Couldn't quite get through all of that, but yeah. Well, uh, you're in the better times now, and let's hope this is the last time that we got to talk about the snowfall and road conditions. I'm to turn the page on this, man. It's, I'm it's, one week away from it. I, I am too. I'm ready. Uh, and, and, and you're getting out of the snow uh, next week, headed down to Florida. Is this a trip where you're going to try and get in a little golf too? I uh, I'm hoping to. I yeah. I did put that I am checking a bag, which in my head is my golf clubs. <laughs> I do have to kind of see what the schedule is like because. If it ends up being one of those things like, well, they play, you know, I think they play double headers, so that eats up a lot of the day. And it isn't, it is, I don't know if it would really be like I would leave the, the games, you know, to golf or anything, but we'll have sure. to see what the schedule looks like. It was my plan all the time. I'm thinking if we're going to be there for a week, I got the itch bad to play. So, but 
we'll see what shakes out. So you're going down to watch Brooks play baseball then? Exactly. Yep, uh-huh. he plays for St. Cloud Technical. And uh, they kind of kicked their season off down there um, in Vero Beach, which I've never been to. But um, sounds like it's nice. And if you've looked at the uh, the whole nation, is kind of under crappy weather, except for the southeast corner. It's like it's unusually warm there. And that better, I hope, the weather that's been in the rest of the nation doesn't work its way down there for the week. But it's been, I know Maddie's down in Charleston, and it's been 80 down there. It was 85 in Vero Beach this week. So I hope that stays. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, leave here. Uh, you know, it's going to be 17 below zero tonight. Uh, you know, I know you're not leaving tomorrow, but it'll be fresh in your memory of the cold and the snow as you head down to, it will. to Vero Beach. I hope a little bit of that Mexico tan is still on that, that <laughs> nice skin of mine, but we'll see. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so a lot will be terrific, and hopefully we get a chance to talk with you on the podcast while you're down there too. Uh, speaking of yeah. baseball, uh, you know the Twins have made some moves this offseason. They didn't. They they never do. They don't. They don't sign the massive free agent uh, contracts. Except this year, they did with Carlos Correa. It wasn't quite as yeah. big as some of the others because they got. Well, you know, he's a little bit damaged. Other teams felt like, but but I don't know. I'm pretty excited about the Twins season. But then I always am in late February. Yeah, yeah. This time of the year, it's hard not to be excited about that. I think part of it is just. It's such a sign of getting out of winter for us too, and the, yeah. the group grass of the fields and the sounds of baseball, which we we love. I mean, there's it's hard not to love the Twins, you know. And we've had this conversation many times. Every year you go in with anticipation. You know, they shouldn't suck, for lack of a better word. They shouldn't be horrible, but <laughs> can they just you know get enough pitching to get enough wins to keep them in contention the whole time? Like last year. They kind of started out okay, but then the second half of the season, it was like, okay, this is over. And that gets hard, too, and you just feel like they're just so out of it. Hmm. Yeah, and last year they were they were in it for quite a while and then just kind of tanked at the end of the right. year. The injuries just really right. mounted up. Yeah, I know. So let's hope, let's hope some of our young guys, too, um, can kind of figure it out and step in. Maybe some people that we're not thinking of right now that hmm. step up, too, instead of it's so easy to just think about, well, who have we traded for, you know, or who are we getting, or who did we sign? Hopefully we just have some guys that, you know, start improving themselves too and that we can, you know, just have maybe some things that we're not counting on that turn out. That would be really beneficial. Yeah, some bounce-back years for some guys in the lineup. But, you know, you look at the Twins, and it's a lot of veterans. I mean, they aren't going to feature a lot of young guys. Uh, Their rotation for the first time in in many years is nothing but guys with at least – three years, if not quite a bit more experience. Joe Ryan has two full years in, so he would be the youngest, but Pablo Lopez has pitched four years in the bigs, and then you've got Sonny Gray, Tyler Bally, and Kenta Maeda, who probably will round out the Twins' uh, rotation, and they're all veteran guys, and some with postseason experience, and the Twins have the back end of their bullpen, I think, uh, figured out. I- I've been vocal in saying I wish Dur- uh, Joan Duran was a starting pitcher again for the Twins, but next best thing is he's going to be the closer and pitch in those tight games. Nothing tears the guts out of a team like blowing leads in the ninth inning. So Duran should be pretty good at not allowing that to happen at least. Yeah, I would agree with that. At least we know who we got. If a guy that throws hard, he's got good stuff, if he can just figure it out. And, of course, we got to stay healthy. I mean, we need Buck for the whole year. That's yeah. huge. So yeah. we got to have him. And um, our team is just so much better. I mean, like I said, he's like one and a half outfielders out there. And he just does so many things, both side, you know, offense and defense. That he's just a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. 
him and Correa both need to stay healthy. Correa did was exactly. healthy for the most part last year. I think he played in like 130 games or something. I would take 120 games from Buxton. If they said, you can have 120 games or you can gamble on if he's going to be healthy or not, I'd say give me the 120 because he's going to put yeah. up a, a season's worth of numbers in that amount of games. Now, he's only played that many games or more once in his career, so that might be asking a lot. Yeah, I. He, it's just that's that's the wild card right there. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. To me, that controls so much of what our success is going to be. Is just hinges on him. He's such a huge part. I mean, he's a wherever they want to hit him in our order. Um, you know, I, I never exactly know what Rocco does with our order because it seems like the guy that could be your third hitter hits ninth sometimes, and I don't, I don't always know what he does there. But he's obviously a middle of the order, top to the middle of the order kind of guy, and then you know he's a all-star in the outfield so yeah, yeah just a huge game changer for us i hope he stays healthy plus he's so fun to watch yeah that's right yeah it's so much fun to watch yeah yeah he has that star factor so you want to go see him play live you like to watch him on tv it just makes the whole experience better watching the twins yeah he's the compelling figure but but fans shouldn't expect a set lineup it's funny i hear people talk about wow the twins are always moving the lineup around what's baldelli doing yeah, but that's been going on forever. I think people don't really remember that it's always different lineups uh, going on, and, and they should have plenty of versatile guys uh, that they can field that. If they could get Joey Gallo to hit 200 instead of a buck 60, uh, you know, they, they could really they could have a, a, a fine there as well because everybody's given up on Gallo uh, except the Twins. So I hope that they were all wrong and the, and the Twins were right uh, about Joey yeah. Gallo. He's going to be fun to watch. He's an enormous guy. And if he catches up with a fastball, he can hit at 500 feet. I, I'm going to kind of looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice for the Twins to be right and everybody else wrong? For that one? would be nice. <laughs> I don't know how often that's happened over the years, but that would be nice if it's in this case if that would happen. Yeah, let's have let's go with that. Yeah. I mean, we're full of optimism right now, so we're not going to ruin it with any bad talk. So that's right. Everything, our golf games, baseball, the Twins, <laughs> everything is positive right now. We don't have anything to go on that isn't positivity. Yeah, that's right. So uh, looking for that. Plus, you know, the division isn't that tough again. I mean, Cleveland won it going away last year, and they do it mainly with starting pitching and one hitter, uh, their third baseman, Ramirez. Outside of that, a lot of guys who, you know, they've kind of struggled with injuries to their lineup too. So they've they've got to be the Twins' main competition, I would think, this year. Yeah, I would think so too. Um, Seems like it's always a little bit of a crapshoot just because of the pitching and in the division. But I, there's no reason on paper that we don't look just as good at least to start, and then it's just a matter of, like you said, injuries and yep. you know, kind of getting some momentum and obviously our starting pitching. Yeah. Well, Lefty, uh, you know, be careful with the snow out there. You know, you, you, yep, you, I'm headed back out. I'm yeah. headed back out to clean up some more now. So. Yeah, and, and now if that heart starts to race, call it off for a little bit, get some rest in, okay? Well, I am in the Ranger, so it isn't like <laughs> the worst thing in the world. It's kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, if you catch if my blade catches some of that old crusty snow, I could literally spin that sucker in a 360 because it's still hard underneath. So I can go in full bore because this snow is nice and light, but you can't tell where the new stuff and the old stuff meet. So I can have some pretty good collisions out there. I got stuff flying all over and my head snapping back and forth. It would be a good video. I should have a GoPro on myself. Yeah, you should. That'd be fun. I'd watch it. Hey, yeah, Lefty, thanks so yeah. much. We'll talk again next week. Okay, Todd. Sounds great, bud. All right, Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.